control the system. Hi. Everybody and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in the Four Keeps Dark Star Legacy Part 9 of our level 24 Keeps adventure. Today is September 11th, 2023 and you are loved. And that is a very important thing that we like to remind each and every single one of our viewers and listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of these games. If this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures to check up on all of the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point, or you can go towards where anywhere audio casts are being made available for free. You can find us there under the same moniker. And speaking of things that are being made available for free, if you go to patreon.com slash indoor adventures, you can check up on our after show called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from the community. So if you have any questions for myself or any of these other fine folk, feel free to join us at YouTube or at patreon.com slash indoor adventures. Uh, easiest way to ask us those questions, of course, is to join us on Discord. The link can be found in the Twitch chat to the side. But... Let's say you already support us on Patreon, you already support us on YouTube and Twitch and all of those other wonderful places, and you're trying to think to yourself, where can I go to help support this fantastic show even more? Well, guess what, Acorns? I got your back. Quite literally, in fact, because if you go to indooradventure.redbubble.com, we got t-shirts, we got posters, we got mugs, we got crop tops, throat pillows, shower curtains, aprons, clocks. We got shirts like this one. Our kindness is not a weakness product line, which is wonderful and great, and I love this baseball-style tee that I got at indooradventure.redbubble.com. And we also have face masks with the design of Tiamat upon them made by our very own Cyberwolf1201. So if you would like to help, uh, oh, also, most important thing, all of the proceeds from our merch goes to help support Doctors Without Borders. So if you would like to help support a good cause or possibly help support the show, you can again go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. That is indooradventure, no S at the end, .redbubble.com. But that is it for my opening spiel. So, hey, RJ, who you playing today? Hey, everybody, I'm RJ. Today I'm playing Kalem, the Shadokai Wizard Clip Fighter. <laughs> I did that on purpose. Mm -hmm. We both go Hi. by he, him. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody, I'm LB Hackup. I'm going to be playing Gwen, the Halfling Barbarian, and we both go by she, her. Wait. I'm Cyber. I use he or whatever pronouns. I play Arjan. Arjan is a Tronian harmacist who has weapon mastery in Nyquil. He him. That just leaves me. Hey everybody, I'm Wings, also known as Danae Keener. You can find me at Danae. Wait, no, hold on. I don't do that here. Uh, I she her. Hi, I'm Danae Keener. She her. I'm playing as Coriander, the Aladrin Paladin. She they and he. And I am the Endor Adventurer, he, him, and tonight I shall be your Dungeon Master. So, last we left off, your group was traversing through space. Arjan ended up getting the assistance from Arathsk to put together a, uh, a special gift for a special someone uh, that has yet to be delivered upon. When we return from there... You watched as a small tugboat-style ship sailed through space towards you that then opened up to reveal a larger ship with space clowns on it, which then opened up like a Matryoshka doll to reveal more clowns, more clowns, which resulted in us going up against none other than the infamous Captain Teller upon his infinite jest. 
uh you guys destroyed that entire encounter in like 18 seconds tops in game time uh with arjan turning into a dragon and casting time stop uh to assist in the merriment that was had last session now where we left off you had discovered in the wreckage of captain teller's ship not only uh, a, a sufficient amount of supplies uh, but you also discovered that there was four separate potions as well as a crystal ball that seemed to have avoided any of the damage done to the ship. Uh, if you would like to uh, investigate these or any such thing, uh, you find out what they are. I found goodies. Oh, nice. Arjun is still very big. Uh, I'm going to go below deck and double check any damages. Okay. Of our ship. Surprisingly, uh, there was no lower damage to your ship. All They were trying to fire up at the top. There's, I think, uh, one clown uh, was bouncing up and down, but managed to escape because they would rather face the darkness and coldness of space alone than uh, be destroyed by you all. Seems like a rather uh, uh, befitting way to go. Gwen? Uh, you... Divine sense the clowns. Good. Uh, nothing really pings from them. Uh, two of them hmm. actually do, uh, or one of them does, uh, which was the large pot-bellied one uh, mm -hmm. that was on deck. He seems to have had a, uh, a fiendish predilection to them. Mm -hmm. yeah no that one that one went down hard on a smite um but like space clowns like i don't know how do they work uh this this perplexes Corey. <laughs> okay uh gwen you had a thing that you were uh looking at as well uh i was just gonna see if arjan's cool uh what you got there buddy a smoothie. He holds up one of the potion bottles. Oh, do you want me to hang on to that? Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> Takes it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's big to her. Puts it in her bag. You gonna be good like that? Well, a few minutes, yeah. Alright. Uh... I can start identifying the rest of the items if you want me to. Why don't you do a loop around the, the ship because the whole gravity thing's weird. They might keep stuff on, like, the bottom of the ship. Uh, okay. There's uh, a thought. He'll, he'll, he'll go find, uh, maybe find the other potion bottles whenever he does that. Okay. Sounds good. Um, yeah, so, Gwen, the potion that you are handed, uh, you have seen potions like this many times. Uh, although, thankfully, you've had a healer in your party, so typically you don't end up using them. Uh, what you have received from Arjan is a potion of superior healing. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, I actually, I think I know what this is. Caleb. Hmm? It's just a healing potion, right? It's like a really powerful healing potion. You can make an Arcana check if you'd like. Yeah, I'll do that. so good for me that is a 16 
Uh, a 16, yeah. This <clears throat> is a potion of superior healing. Oh, sweet. Uh, we could use this. Uh, you All got right. in one, Gwen. I know. <laughs> I'm just reaffirming that you, you got oh, it. Oh, okay. Thank you. My it's ego a... doesn't need it, but thank you. But I would like to give credit where credit's due. Cool. What uh, else do we got? Turns. He left an orb there. Draws a circle around the orb, puts some runes on there, spends 10 minutes ritually casting, identify. Mm -hmm. you're, yeah, you gain a you're conjuring. You gain a crystal ball. Oh. Interesting. It'll allow you to cast scry and do all sorts of other useful things. What is it? Uh, it's a crystal ball. Well, yeah, but what does it do? Well, not not like, yes, physically it is a crystal ball, but it is also the magic item known as a crystal ball. You can use it to cast scrying and... Oh. Oh, is this just a regular crystal ball? Yes, okay. it's a regular crystal. <clears throat> cool, because I saw the legendary variants. It was like, oh. Yeah. No, you, not those ones. Just a regular one. <laughs> okay. The the infinite uh, jest did not have access to that high level of magic item. Nope. Yeah. Is that, that's good, though, right? That's very good. We can take a peek at what people are doing. Oh. Like, all the time? Is this going cooldown? Assuming you while know touching them. it, you cast the scry spell. So, assuming you know them, uh, and they don't have any sort of magical protections on them, can I do it? Yeah, sure. Do you need to attune to this? You do not. No, yes, you do. You need to attune to it. Oh, Gwen touches it, starts thinking really hard, I'm not seeing anything. Uh, it might be one of those items where you need to spend some time with it. I already have a bunch of those. Take it back. <laughs> I'm going to take an hour to de-attune to something. <laughs> Corey's going to look at Caleb very seriously. Now, Caleb, never leave this in a room uncovered. Yeah, I think uh, it's imperative that you never leave this alone in a room uncovered. Always okay. have to pop over it before you leave it alone. Why, might I ask? Oh, because it can reflect the sun's rays and cause a fire. And the sun is a deadly laser. The sun is a deadly laser, and this focuses it into an even more deadly one. The sun is a deadly laser? I thought the sun was a big ball of fire in the sky. Well, you see, in the science aspect of things, launches into a long tirade about how the sun is just a bunch of hydrogen burning up in the atmosphere, or in the in space. Corlon's a sun god. The so, god in lasers. conclusion, you could say that Corlon is full of hot air. I found more smoothies. Oh, thank God. Yeah, Arjan, uh, make a investigation check for me as well. Can I add my proficiency with alchemy? Yes, you can. 
Is him still big? Yeah. Hims is still big. Little smoothies for you. I have a smoothie. Natural 20 for a 26. Okay. Uh, so. And a 10. And a 10. Uh, so while you are uh, looking through, you do not find more smoothies than the ones that you had already gotten. However, it looks like the Infinite Jest, among the other wrecked ships that were there, uh, were very prolific in their treasure. With a natural 20, you will obtain 1,000 platinum pieces and 8,000 gold pieces. One thousand platinum and eight thousand gold. Okay. Okay. So yeah, you find uh, the other potions, which uh, Arjan, as you're bringing them over and looking at them, you, I would say that with your natural twenty. Uh, you recognize uh, two more of these. You recognize that one of them is another potion of superior healing. Uh, you also recognize that there is a oil of slipperiness, uh, which kind of has this like uh, shimmering grayish texture to it, uh, almost like uh, almost like there is some sort of like. Um, how you can add shimmer to drinks that kind of thing it's not really like a, a solid silver like a quicksilver or a mercury would be but it has more of this shimmered texture to it but you recognize it as an oil of slipperiness and then you see a potion which confuses you because it is a potion bottle that is familiar to what you've seen before uh in that you recognize that there is a piece of nail clipping inside of this potion which you would guess would be something similar to a potion of giant strength but it's the wrong color it's like this hot pinkish color and it has a etched picture of a jester's face on the side of this potion bottle more surprising there is a uh i would say that written uh in common along the side it says potion of clown giant strength clown giant strength indeed clown giant strength right so i'm gonna add cloud giant to mine and rename it in D, &D beyond okay because that seems easier Oh, uh, by the by, while I was in the Feywild, I prepped something for one of the non-raging people in our party. And Kalen will produce a ring of spell storing that has five shields inside of it. I can cast spells. Not when you're angry. Is that true? It is true, yeah. No, we can't do magic oh. when we're like mad and stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, like, all my stuff that I do that's magical takes, like, a minute at least, so one would yeah. think that... Uh, does it require attunement? I believe Ring of Spell Storing does, yep. Uh, 
you know what speaking of party members that don't that's a hard sell at this level wait (laughs) what if i give this to graybeard though to gb he would love graybeard uh sorry grayskull 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 would be willing to take it because he doesn't technically rage anymore does he Mm -mm. he is one with the storm grayskull can cast shield five times sick yay longevity for the boy uh also, during this time, this hour-long period, um, I think Rasa would assist Arjan with the collection of all of these gold pieces because when you scuttle ships in space, gold is a little difficult to grab a hold of. Uh, and Skiznabat will actually return to your ship from where he had left before. Uh, and he apologizes uh, that his crew was not as on the ready uh to defeat these clowns to be fair uh you did kill everyone in about 12 seconds uh so he he apologizes for not being quicker on the drop but uh his crew will just be at the ready from now on in case anything happens well i mean that that wasn't uh, the clowns wasn't really on the list of things that i was expecting i i i wouldn't have expected you to uh prepare for that you have to prepare for anything when you're traveling through wild space how do you prepare for clowns uh usually with bullets if you hear the squeaking if you, if they're mm-hmm. like if you see an abandoned ship and you start hearing coming behind you no a clown is there do you need any sort of special ammunition when dealing with clowns um no i believe that uh, regular bullets should work just fine or sword what exactly is a clown well a clown uh i'm surprised you actually haven't i thought clowns were more like they a just an eni- like they a are jester. an enigma to me um well, I'm, these clowns... I'm able to sense many different things. I'm divinely attuned to their true nature, and these baffle me. Uh, let me put it this way for you. Um, there are a plethora of different places and worlds and realities that are out there, right? I mean, from what you've told me about all your adventures and, and everything, I think that you've all done a little bit of hopping back and forth between planes. Imagine if there was a plane uh, similar to the one that you told me about everything being made of bears, but everything was a clown. Everything was clowns. They are just born clowning. What system is that? Clown space, and we will never go there. I have your word that we will not go to clown space. My navigators know better than to get near clown space. Funny business going into clown space. Not the time. (laughs) Smacks his shin. No, we're not going to clown space. Rightfully, we have not intentionally anyway. If I saw a guy use uh, intestines and he blew them up and then he like twisted them and it looked like a dog that's horrifying 
just now? No, no, like during my childhood. I guess my teenage years. That doesn't make that, it any better. That, that explains a lot, Gwen. Like Gravier puts his hand on your. I got you to say it too. Will, uh, he'll put his hand on your shoulder, or Grayskull will put his hand on your shoulder, um, and just say, "It's all right. They just don't understand." Yeah, the lie of humor. Anyways, now so... Skiznabat, we can promise you not to go into clown space, yes. but we might have to go into mime space. And in mime space, no one can hear you scream. And do you know why that is? Mimes. Do they turn you into mimes? Wear mimes? They do not turn you into mimes, and they are not wear mimes. But imagine if you were able to freely manipulate walls of force. Imagine making your own staircase anywhere you wish. Anywhere. You could walk up there, I dare say. I, but, Caleb, this is all just things that you can do. Are you a mime? Are you a mime? Caleb snaps you have to tell us. You have to tell us if you're a mime. <laughs> Caleb snaps a finger in the background. There's like that bougie French music that's playing. <laughs> and he just does like a pantomime. Oh. oh my god, I think they got him. And then... Oh my god, I got this. Gwen goes to punch the wall in front of him. He casts Wall of Force in front of her. <laughs> Actual Wall of Force. <gasps> he's so powerful. Oh, he's a mime! And Skiznabat oh. is like... Kayla, make a make an intimidation or a deception check. <laughs> uh, We're I'm back, baby. Bad <laughs> at both of these. Deception. <laughs> Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay, he knows that you're playing around, and that you're not oh, suddenly becoming a turncoat uh, <laughs> of a mime. Uh, and he, um, I think that he he registers this. Uh, and sees that you're all playing around and like he kind of like uh, he, like has to do a little shimmy shake with his shoulders uh to get uh to get the get, get the clown vibes off. He doesn't want that anymore. Um says, All right, well uh next stop, the gates of limbo. Again, we're just going by for the most part. Um I don't really see us stopping there at any point in time. Yes. Did we already go over what to expect when we go into Limbo? Oh, well, not going into Limbo. Oh, okay. Definitely not. Um, when you go into Limbo, every once in a while, you will be uh, washed over by the ebbs of chaos. Uh, and should the ebbs of chaos, uh, in their ever-shifting ways, decide to affect you, a variety of things could happen. You could start uh, becoming a plant person. You could have shrubbery start growing off of your person. You could turn into a flump like some notable adventurers had happened to them. Uh, or your skin could just turn blue. It could be very this simple. This sounds like some sort of annihilation that I don't want to go through. It's not fun. You I could mean, also... it is a little fun. It's, it's a little it... fun for the most part. But like I realistically, mean... no. You could also potentially summon a unicorn. You could. All things considered, it doesn't sound so bad. Because we've experienced it already. Hmm. hmm. Also, you could just fix all of that, couldn't you? What, with the I oh, could probably fix that. But we're not that. doing that, right? Not We're that not I'm going in of, there? No. Okay, dope. So where are we going? 
So why are you telling us about it? Well, we have to go near there because when oh. the tides of chaos hit, they release a rideable wave of energy that can help propel us into dream space. And this wave of energy won't have the same effect? Skiz we have bat? precautions this time. I see. Uh, a dream space. Is this the space that we have already been in? I mean, the, the four of us have been in with the dream eater. Have no, you... that's the fugue. Is dream space the same as the fugue plane? There are those who do call dream space the fugue plane. Yes. Oh, cool. I took my shadow and I made it into a whip there. It was awesome. Sounds like you are utilizing dream space correctly. I lost my leg in dream space and it happened in real life. If you lose your leg in the dream, you lose your leg for real. Well, that's only if you're dealing with Dendar, though. Yeah, we killed him. No, we did not. I thought Her we did. I thought he came back and then we killed him. Her. Also, you all have interacted with Dendar before? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a long time ago. All right. How? I'm sure it's fine. What if we're not on great terms with, with Dendar? Not many are. Um, I've seen you perform rather uh, incredible combat. Oh. <laughs> Do we get to fight them again? I wouldn't recommend it. We've got to save all of our once. energy. You wouldn't recommend it, but I'm getting the feeling you're expecting it. Well, now that I know that you've already had a poor interaction with them, uh, it's hard not to, knowing the type of shenanery that this group out has gotten Out of character. Up to. Like, yeah. wasn't that the, wasn't that one of the times that one of us died? Somebody died at that point. Uh, Somebody Arjan. died then. Arjan died. Arjan died. Arjan died, Tarlayan got time. taken over by Dendar, and then Arjan had a like ticking time bomb in his chest until he went down to hell. Yeah, that's real that was real bad. <clears throat> Good times. Anyway, so if we have to mm. fight uh Gengar, I think that'll be okay. It's Dendar. Dendar. Den Gengar's the Pokemon. Oh, the purple one, right? Yeah. Oh, I see. You've all been to Poke Space. Yeah. No, that that's where that's where you get the sushi bowls. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. <laughs> Digi Space is the other one. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to talk about Digi Space, anyways. So I can spend hours talking about Digi Space. Can I talk about Digi Space? No, Not on this podcast. please. <laughs> <laughs> How far until uh, Limbo? Until Limbo, as of this moment, we are looking... I'd have to double-check my map, but I think we have at least five days. We could try and get okay. there sooner. Okay. All right. I'll set the course. And Skiznabat will dismiss himself. Um, so Skiznabat leaves. It is your group left. 
You have five days until you get to the gates of limbo. Calum, you said that you wanted to spend some time reattune or attuned to Crystal Ball. Yeah, sure. Okay. Who you ball? Who you balling? Uh, I'll test it out first. I'll tell. Uh, <clears throat> I'll talk to our cook real quick and be like, "Hey, I found a magic item. It casts scry. I want to try it out. I'm gonna be like topside, and I want to scry on you in the kitchen. Is that cool?" Robinson gives you the thumbs up. Cool. I'll test it out. Yeah. Zoom. Ponder as intended. Cuts off the link, scries Corey. What is Corey up to while Caleb is scrying? Which Corey also? I don't know, mud wrestling herself. <laughs> if oh, he, well. If he doesn't say which, what happens? Yeah, what happens, Caleb? I'd like to, I'd like to scry on Coriander Jean-Quil. It's like a magic <laughs> eye puzzle. <laughs> what a, it's a picture-in-picture. Picture. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just three... Uh, superimposed images. It's like watching three videos at the same time, all at like 25% opacity. Oh, I don't like that. Coriander Jonquil Autumn. Like. Okay. Yeah, it shows regular Cory, who at this point uh, apparently is mud mud wrestling uh, with Summer Cory. They're showing who's who's the stronger of the two. How did we get mud on this ship? Create water and move Earth. <laughs> Look, what Corey does with their room is entirely up to them. <laughs> Turkish oil wrestling. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to be mud wrestling. It's just, it's the vibe of mud wrestling, you know? It's Corey's going full Greco Roman wrestling against themselves. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, so, Caleb, yeah, it, you were able to scry on Corey. Works as intended. Turns that off. We'll pocket that somewhere. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, Gwen, anything that you wanted to do over the next series of days? You're not uh... interested at all in what Spring Corey is doing? Nope. She deserves oh, privacy. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, Gwen is going to spend uh, some time with uh Grayskull and Arjan. Um, I think probably there's like a, a day where Grayskull's off doing his own thing and uh, Gwen just kind of lingers around Arjan. Like just kind of shows up and is doing their own I... her own thing. Did you think that it might be a good idea to you know reintroduce Grayskull to the whole tribe uh, eventually I mean like we're not going to get there for a while but do you, the house do you is that's here not a good idea well, I mean the house is here we could just go there uh, oh if you want I guess I forgot that we can do that I still sometimes think travel means travel and we could have to just kind of you know be on that road for a while listen we are going to make the full experience of glamping ah mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay uh well let me ask grayskull where is he 
Hey, Grace out. Oh, I'm not too far away. Oh, okay. Hey, um, so remember how we have the house thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fancy travel house. Right, right, right. Well, we still have a couple days to do this, but we could go in the house and then go back to the tribe and you can meet everybody in the tribe if oh. you want to go hang out with them or you can stay with us and just meet them. I, I would like to meet them but I don't want to meet them by myself. Well, I'll go with you. Okay. Because it sounds like a lot of people, like, all at once, and, like... Yeah. I don't know. I've, like, I've experienced a city again, and it's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, it leaves my ears ringing a little bit, so I don't... Yeah. Like, maybe familiar sounds will make me feel better, but... Yeah. yeah. I, I, I hear I my feel... voice is very piercing. Oh, and no, it's I very feel... reassuring and confident to me. And I feel kind of bad that we sort of just like brought you back and then stuck you in some of the most uncomfortable situations that anybody could ever be put in. Look, all I know is shopping's pointless. I don't ever want to do that again. If I hang out with the chieftain, oh. I could just t say like, get me, uh, get me a food and then somebody will like bring food back to me. Like, not necessarily, like, throwing the title and status of my friend around, uh, but, you know, within reason. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm like your bodyguard. Ben just, like, chuckles to herself. Okay, buddy. Yeah, yeah okay. All right. Uh, yeah, do, do, do you want to come with us, Arjun? Sure. Yeah. Okay, we can do that now. Let's go. All right. Uh, I don't Can know if I've asked. Somewhere? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, when did when was Grayskull alive? Grayskull was last alive like a thousand years ago. Mm -hmm. It's been a while. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll get into the house. Uh. And head back to the to the tribe. Grayskull, before entering the house, remembers to take off his shoes. Good boy. He has heard the warning of the house too many times, and as a spirit, he has not known how that's going. I'm uh, just so shocked he's... he wears shoes. Yeah, he's got big boots. I didn't know we had the budget for shoes. <laughs> I didn't know he could read. Um... So yes, yeah, Summer Corey, Grayskull, Arjan, and Gwen are all going back to the Goliath tribe. Does Caleb want to come? If you invite him. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I think for Gwen, it was like, uh, we were talking about it, and Summer Corey was like, oh, I'd like to go. And then, uh, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I guess I should ask the elves. Hey, Cor uh, Caleb? Ah. We're going to go back to the tribe to introduce Grayskull to everybody. Do you want to go? Oh, sure. I'd love to see the babies again. Check up on how okay. they're doing. All right. Road trip. I'll have you know that I helped birth some of those babies. Yes, you did. You are your uncle, Uncle Calum. <laughs> All of hmm. them are going to call you that forever. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, and then is Falcori, uh, Falcori going as well? 
No, I love the idea that Falkori is an afterthought and she just like comes out on deck and everybody's gone. Hello? Uh, hello? <laughs> you say hello and just... They all decided to take a little bit of a trip and Rasa is just like flying next to the tyrant not having been oh. able to fit inside of the house and also like it's better to have a large dragon protecting your very expensive ship oh rasa i didn't see you there oh hmm <laughs> just like moment of like awkward <laughs> silence you ever played dragon chess oh i would love to if, if you're <laughs> offering i i wouldn't want to impose oh no of course Girls night, girls night, girls night. Hell yeah. All right, so Corey and Rasa are having girls night. The rest of you are off at the Goliath camp. Uh, so you are kind of just like pokes Gwen, like, hey, can we can we do a feast? Can we do a feast? Oh, absolutely. I need to bring Rasa back a lot of dinner. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'll let I them, need to bring uh, back our dinner. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. Girl dinner! Girl <laughs> dinner! Yeah, uh, will not announce my presence until we get there. Okay. Because we're just gonna go. I mean, it's pretty easy to announce your presence in a magical house that appears in a specific place. Um, it looks like they actually have uh, guards relatively stationed near where the house is, so that way they can start relaying it through the command. They sound point. a horn when the house comes through. It sounds like a doorbell. Um, so uh, it's that like, like that very like electric doorbell sound. Oh, like an apartment. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's Goliath, uh, Goliath, um, music at its finest. Uh, so thankfully, uh, yeah, Gwen, you have arrived and it seems like, uh, as soon as you do, the welcoming committee starts coming out. Uh, and mm -hmm. you know, everyone is, uh, they're paying attention. Like they're, they're waving at Arjan, they're waving at Corey. And then when Grayskull walks out, they're like, hi, like they do not know. <laughs> Who yeah. this Goliath? Who this random Goliath is mm -hmm. that is just like looking around with just like wow. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I know we haven't been stationary for that long as a tribe, uh, but no, it's yeah, not really coming, it's coming along, to ground. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, let's uh, let's go to center of town, and I'll make an announcement. You ready? Yeah. You want a race? Uh, absolutely. Yay! And then she goes. <laughs> Yeah, and Grayskull is, like, giggling, <laughs> running after you. And people are, like, very, very quickly making way for, yeah. like, a stampeding Goliath and also their chieftain. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, she will get to the center of the town where we do all of our announcements. And she pops up on the... There's, like, a, a small stage. And then there is a, uh, like, a step-up uh, sort of spiral staircase where Gwen stands, which is a little bit higher. It puts her at eye level with mm -hmm. a person, like a Goliath that would be standing next to her. So uh, she goes, What's up, party people? Woo! I have returned for a short time, but I have an announcement. Is everybody ready? And they all, like, Ooh, uh, just an announcement. Uh, peace and carrots, peace and carrots, peace and carrots. I know. <laughs> 
watermelon watermelon <laughs> uh, i know that you guys all know that i have some cool skills and trinkets like this rut axe ah! and i think you all know that i was not the first wielder of this runt axe there is a there's a history behind it that i'm not gonna bore you with right now but you also know that i can summon spirits from this thing that have the the people who have wielded this before, I can summon them. You've seen it before. I am here to tell you. I have brought one of them back to life. And there is <gasps> there's oh, concerned murmurs. Please welcome to the tribe, Grayskull. Ta-da! Minor illusion confetti. Minor illusion confetti. Minor illusion confetti. Hey, like. A brief bonfire erupts behind him. Grayskull was last alive on this plane of existence 1,000 years ago. Hi. And now he's come back because we can do that. Yeah. And there are some so, that are just like, mm, like, kind of like, oh, did you just, like, are you, roller performance check. Okay. <laughs> I we're helping. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll have advantage. Okay, dokie. Oh no, I uh, advantage applied. Oh lord, I forgot I have my thing on. Doesn't matter. It's a natural twenty. <gasps> Baby. Hey yo. So Gwen, as you were saying this, like, you as a chieftain have always been very upfront with your people. You have always been very, like, uh, um, engaged with them. You have never shown that you actively would lie to them uh, about anything. They are, like, like there is that just, like, oh, she's a thousand years old. What does that even mean? And Grace goes, like, watch this. <laughs> watch this, fuckwits. And he puts, like, a, uh, his, like, a lightning of javelin, or a javelin of lightning into his hand, and he just shoots it into the cloud. And as that, there is, like, a pause, and he just... Is it all right that I called them that? And then there is cheering. <laughs> uh, as, uh, <laughs> as uh, they witness the return of an ancient Goliath chieftain. Yeah. Was he a chieftain? He was. <laughs> Sorry. The fact that I didn't remember that. Oh, yeah. No, he, like, told you a long backstory last sure, session, yeah. too. Oh, Weren't, like, fair. a majority of the Runt Axe wielders chieftains? Yes, they are. They are all chieftains, actually. Look, it's been, like, five years, okay? It's <laughs> listen, been five get, years. Listen, when you get all of these... <laughs> Fuckwits together in one person's head, and they're all just like uh, rabble, rabble, rabble. You uh, tend to forget that they all were chieftains. Yeah. Oh. He's told me so many stupid stories. Okay. Uh, she's like, please, I would love to have a feast if we could prepare one tonight for our for a previous chieftain of the tribe, your current chieftain. I want to know all about the things that are going on uh, as we continue our adventures. It doesn't make any sense because we're here, but we're currently also on a ship that's flying through space. I'll explain more when I get drunk. And at that, there's like, 
oh, oh like a, a feast, a feast, a feast. And uh, Grayskull just yells out, you heard the lady, feasting time. <laughs> and they all like straighten up and, and shoot off. That natural 20 yeah. with the performance has gotten them very excited. Uh, this will be a feast uh, like no other. Because this is also one of the first feasts that you are having in the newly built city. Like, this is, this is prime feasting time. This is like uh, uh, coronating a ship. Caleb will, <clears throat> before uh, they proceed into the dining hall, just put a hand on Gwen's shoulder and kneel down next to her. Um, I'll be ready for Hexton tomorrow. Oh. Hexton, are you ready for that? Gwen, make an insight check. Okay. Uh, don't roll on that. He's literally salivating. <laughs> three. A three. Yeah, he's ready. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he looks yes. like he's, like, leaning up against a wall in your mind palace and <laughs> just, like... Whenever, like, whenever you say, he's, he's ready for it. All right. Yeah, tomorrow it is. Uh, do you want to do it here, or do you want to do it on the ship? Oh, I would like to do a little bit of research. And... I, wasn't, I wasn't asking you. Hold on, sorry. The ship. On the ship. So we... That way As... it's not... Does Hexton have a preferred form, or should I take some liberties in crafting a body for him? Uh, when you ask this, Hexton will reply uh, to you, Gwen, because obviously mm. he cannot be heard elsewhere. Yeah. Um, I wish to become an avatar of destruction. Okay. I'm... Uh... He says he would like to be an avatar of destruction, which I think they can only do like elemental stuff, right? No, oh. I've got an idea. Dope. Okay, sounds good. So Hexton has agreed uh, to come back to life, uh, mm -hmm. which is great. So, yeah, have a feast. Is uh, is uh, Philip here? Yeah, I yeah. Philip would have returned and like seeing this, uh, like he like gets into town, uh, on Todd back, sees that the feast is happening, um, gets somebody to take his cart with all of his uh, trading stuff, uh, up to uh your your longhouse that you have. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not just a large tent anymore. It's four mm -hmm. walls and a roof. Who would have thought? Wow. For two halflings. Um, and uh, yeah, the feast is going to go underway. Uh, Philip is is very glad to see you. Uh, mm. And Grayskull is like gingerly approaching Todd. Uh huh. Just like, all right. Oh, oh. It's like okay. we're having a moment. Like, oh, I missed you so much. I was just... oh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Todd will look at Grayskull and Grayskull sort of like has both hands out and then just like does like a knightly bow in front of them 
Oh, that was a poor choice. <laughs> and Todd. Just Grayskull does not move from his position. And you see Todd give the gentlest headbutt to Grayskull. What just happened? And you Todd then continues on. Game respects game. I like it. And Grayskull gets up and just I got really nervous. And like he always seems like he wants to be the big dog on top, so I figured just like show him like a little bit of respect and then maybe and then that happened. Am I like blessed or something? Yeah, yeah, I think you are, dude. That is how they will know me in this day and age. Grayskull, friend of Todd. <gasps> You've got a new name. Yes. Today you've earned it, buddy. And a new name calls for a delicious feast. Are you ready for this? Oh my gods, I've been wanting mead so bad. I have been really looking forward to trying that. Like, you guys got, it was a long time ago, but you had like a troll skull that was filled with like a never ending something or other. It was like, you said it was like a lemon, like a lemon. Oh, yes. Or do I still have that? You do not. You gave it to Tifa. I thought that you had given that to the tribe. Oh, oh no. Uh, no, you gave Is Tifa, Tifa in this game? Yes. Uh, it has been There's oh, no, days. I gave her the cask. Oh, I gave her a Tifa cask. Tifa was a thing and a half. Uh, I recall. Yeah, you, you <laughs> I left know Tifa the, well. You left the troll skull with the Goliath tribe. Yeah, uh, okay. And they have just been using it as, like, when they're traveling. You know, it's kind of like having instant coffee. Like, it's yeah. not going to do, it's not the same as, like, brewing it and, like, getting all of the nice smells and everything. It, it'll do in a pinch. And, like, when they were moving from point A to point B, I mean, having a never-ending source of liquor with a bunch of Goliaths is preferable. Oh, yeah, we absolutely have to try that. Um, I'm going to check on Leo, but go ahead and do your thing, man. If you need help, just, uh, I'll be around. All right. I'm going to go hang out with Todd. Okay. Feel safe around him. He's like you go, buddy. He's like an emotional support goat. Yeah. Oh, hey, Grace Call, don't forget. Oh. Russell, Russell, Russell. Pulls his sash a little bit, sticks the mini Gwen in the stash, pats the head twice. Oh, thank you. And then Grayskull will run out, run off after Todd. They grow up so fast. It's weird having him so far away from me. Anything okay. past 60 feet and you just start feeling like yeah. weird anxiety. <laughs> yeah, go check on Leo, see how the kids are doing. Yeah. Uh yeah, make an insight check. Eleven. Eleven. They're being kids. I mean, when you adopted Leo, he barely got to know you. And then you were like, all right, I'm going to space, big guy. Yeah. And he was like, okay. And then his adopted dad was like, I am starting a new trading thing. So, like, I'm going to be on the road for a while. And, like, it takes a tribe. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, the tribe has been raising Leo. So, like, as mm. far as, like, feeling one way or the other, Leo is still a little bit more guarded, uh, mm -hmm. specifically about his family. 
mm-hmm. uh, his his birth family. He is still like, I'm going to find them. Uh, yeah. But he has like warmed up to the other kids and the other kids have, have seemed to warm up to Leo as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like he's taken on more. Uh, he has been forced into the big brother uh, element where like now he mm-hmm. has like other kids hanging off of him and he does not really want that. But he's also like mm-hmm. the only one who's still in the system with them. Yeah. Like in yeah. the group with them. Um, yeah. But yeah, Leo, uh, I think he's excited to see you. Um, mm-hmm. And like he'll uh, he'll come up and um, we'll ask when um, when can he learn how to try and fight again? Oh, well, after dinner, I could uh, show you a thing or two. I did fight some space clowns recently. Ew, what's a clown? Uh, oh boy, uh, they are terrifying beings with red noses and curly hair, with Can... white faces and painted red lips. As uh, Gwen is describing this to Leo, Caelan just leans around the side of the tent flap and minor illusions a clown face onto himself. Leo, like, Caleb, roll a d100 for me. Eighty-three. Eighty-three. You do not give Leo nightmares. You do give him a favorite enemy. His first favorite enemy, clowns. Yeah, I'll show you how to go for the uh, the leg sweep. Okay. It's a it's a tricky move, especially someone who's a little bit taller, but I think you can do it. Okay. Um, but first, dinner. Got to build up your strength before we practice. Lots of protein. Yeah, all protein. I guess yeah. some veggies, mostly protein. <laughs> like, I think you're not the one who says some veggies. It's like <laughs> one of the people who's working at like this Goliath daycare, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's just like and vegetables and you both just like like have that like both snap head of just like like that's how you know that you and leo are like similar (laughs) brained is yeah yeah vegetables um so yeah you uh yeah leo is is more than down uh to Mm -hmm. learn about this thing uh cory um or I, I guess we'll go with, uh, yeah, what's Summer Cory up to? Just like... Summer Cory's drinking like a Civil War doctor's about to saw her leg off. Like next awesome. time we see her, she has got like the troll skull to her lips. And she just like throws it up in the air and says, Y'all dense motherfuckers want a party! Cory, make a performance check. Alright. Uh, and if you are not... Uh, if you're not proficient in it, uh, add your proficiency bonus. Well done. Uh, it's an 18 plus 6, making it a 24. 24. You know, as Corey knows, uh, bass musical talent uh like you know you you tried woodwind uh and and brass when you were younger but it was really more like strings and and the ukulele kind of like piqued your interest but you had heard of this thing that specific individuals can do that is called uh circular breathing 
which is that while you are uh, performing with instruments such as bagpipes or other woodwinds that you can uh, be exhaling while still breathing in, uh, you somehow unlock this skill with this troll skull. Uh, and it is the most impressive thing that these Goliaths have witnessed as like you can just keep drinking from this ever flowing skull. And Summer Corey, you have gained uh, uh, I would yeah, make a religion check with this. Jesus, okay. It's wild to be rolling skills off of Summer Corey's thing. Uh, 15. 15. Summer Corey. Uh, has gained effectively points in notoriety. Like, this is not necessarily you have gained new followers because the Goliaths don't necessarily necessarily follow Corallon, but as far as stories and propagation and the legend and lore of Corallon, the legend of Corallon being able to drink uh, infinitely from a troll skull at this Goliath camp has become seated in the local lore of this town. Yeah, Summer Corey uh, basically goes on a Goliath bender. Um, she she's carousing. She's telling stories. Uh, she's arm wrestling. It's she's up all night. Hell yeah, uh, Arjan. Uh, you were collecting uh, girl dinner for Rasa from this feast. Uh, yes. Is is there anything else that you would like to do during this time? No. Okay, sounds good. Girl dinner it is. Uh, then, meanwhile, on the ship, uh, Rasa and Corey. It was girls' night. And I think Rasa... So what color does Rasa want her nails painted? Uh... <laughs> She would like them <laughs> painted black. She thinks that it makes uh, uh, a very good, um, that, you know, uh, uh, black and red complement each other. It's very classy. Well. It is. Um, and you can kind of tell Corey um, that when she is talking about uh, uh, black and red complementing each other, she's not just talking about the colors. Uh, she is also <laughs> talking uh, about a mutual friend of yours. Oh, yeah. No. Corey, Corey's like, I'll bet they do. And she just like gives like eyebrows like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can like <laughs> if a dragon could blush. Uh, Rasa, We're talking about boys. Uh, yeah. And Rasa uh, says, um, I don't. Um, I don't mean to uh, intrude but or or. Uh, mention anything else but i didn't get the chance uh at the time but that suit that you wore to calem's wedding was very lovely oh that's thank you genuinely thank you so much uh, you cut a fetching figure in any form thank you um i'm glad you think so i when I was made humanoid, it, not that it feels wrong not to have the option of choosing all fours or, or hind legs, but it, it definitely feels off to try and balance in that way. Hmm. There was a time when I wasn't... 
there was a time when I would say I didn't understand. I, for me, having different forms, different seasons, different genders, it, it's all very natural. And to stay in one form for too long would be like an itch that one couldn't quite scratch. But for some people, it's the opposite. There's only one form that is right for them. I agree. And I think, I don't think I would like being a male red dragon. I've met too many of them that are not, they're not fun. They don't do things like this. Every time you talk to them, they always want to boast about how many nautiloids they've destroyed or, or the latest conquest that they've been on. And that's, that's great. You know, that's fun for the first hundred years. And then you kind of grow out of it. You know, you, you really, you start hearing about somebody who has real adventures from that person anyways. Yes, well, boasting and experience are two different things. That's true. Your turn. <laughs> she, like, motions to the game. Um, Corey's who, Corey, whose nails are also painted and, like, still drying, like, has to, like, do that, like, mm -hmm. fumble finger to, like, move the chest piece. And I think when Rasa realizes that, like, she can't smudge the paint with the cards, that she's willing to just talk more about things. Make a make a persuasion check. Okay. I mean, like, the stats are exactly the same, but I feel the need to roll it off of the summer Corey sheet. Uh, persuasion check. Fifteen. Fifteen. So with a 15, you get Rasa to open up. Um, she already is a, you know, she's a rather open red dragon. She's very, uh, she's very forward, but she does have uh, anxiety. Uh, it's very difficult for her Sorry. to like, not necessarily feel comfortable, but to really like get the, the jumble in her words out. Um, and at this point, um, she Corey plays full emotional support extrovert. She will come to you with a not necessarily a problem, but it is a slight lament. And the lament is that she knows because you were just talking about how it's so natural for you to change your form and and to to shed off genders just a construct that sort of thing and to her it wasn't necessarily even about herself but her partner arshan uh has expressed uh a dissatisfaction and a a um a dysmorphia about the way that they look and rasa does not know how to bridge that gap other than just complimenting them which 
they believe Arjan is well deserving of those compliments, but they don't know how to how to truly establish like that's not the way that I see you. And she asks, do you think he would like a letter or should I like melt him a statue? Um, do you think that he would like that if I, I if... I'm not much of a painter. I tried for about 80 years, but it just didn't. I can't. Articulation is difficult. I, I'm not sure if I understand. Are you? Are you trying to solve the problem for him? I don't want to solve a problem that isn't mine to solve. But I would like to give him aid in the troubles that keep him down. Um, Corey, um, puts down what she's holding um, and she turns towards Rasa and she puts a hand on the side of her face um, and she says just be you I have known Ajahn for some time now and the time that he has spent with you he seems happier than he ever has And you are a part of that. So support him, love him deeply and without judgment. And when the time comes for you to say something to him along those lines, you'll just know. And she nods. She's receptive to your words. And if it goes wrong, then you just apologize and try again. That's what a relationship is all about. You have to communicate. And the moment that breaks down, well, so does the relationship. So take it from me. Talk about everything. It is so nice to have a partner that you don't have to challenge to physical combat. Well, you don't have to, but... It's all in good fun, right? Right. <clears throat> anyway. Um, your turn. It's your turn. <laughs> uh, and I think that at that point, Rasa, uh, like, just sort of, like, does uh, a nose sniff and, like, blows some cards out of the way. Uh, she just says, oh, dear, looks like we'll have to start over. Um, <laughs> and the two of you begin playing yet again. So... The night goes by uneventfully. It's a great time. Uh, going into the next day, or uh, Arjan, I'm guessing that since you wanted to bring back girl dinner, um, rather than having girl breakfast be girl dinner from last night, um, yeah, are you making your back. way back to the ship? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So Rasa, um, I think that when you, uh, when you, bring her all of this food she's very thankful and she uh she seems extra cuddly today um it seems that um after having spent some time with Corey, she is just very like you can see that like she's happier 
and like she's expressing it more being around you. Arjun's just like sort of like rub it, like stroking his hand like down her uh, talons, which are now painted black. And uh, she says, "Do you like them?" and like makes a on the uh, like on the side of the ship. forward of me to say then to show color and she again you all make this red dragon blush frequently um and she says if it is i don't mind you being forward i think it's my color too He just sort of like puts more weight in. Yeah. Okay. So, first day of fast travel completed. It only took us about an hour, uh, about an hour of our game. That's what we're known for on this channel. Um, so, anything else anybody wanted to do with the Goliath tribe other than get Grayskull to meet everybody? Uh, Chua is, is shocked uh, at Grayskull's arrival. She's met him from a, like in the spirit plane, but she did not ever think that he would come back as a people. Um, not for a lack of trying, but usually things like that require ridiculous levels of magic that she herself in her old age knows that she will never reach but you're all are with hanging out with a magister so things tend to get a little fun uh so uh again grayskull um is is very excited gwen as you make your way back to the ship uh philip makes sure uh to give you lots of hugs and smooches uh as like you know a a, a healthy respectful amount for a public setting uh behind closed doors however many you want whatever is happening like philip is down for uh because you are the chieftain as well as his wife um so and leo had a great time uh learning from you last night and you can see that like he is carrying around now uh a wooden uh, a wooden great axe on his back. Uh, it seems like uh, if he's going to be learning how to fight from you, best way to do so is to copy your style. Um, so Love he's it. he's learning. Wow. And yeah, Gwen spends most of the night training, but also telling stories to anyone who's around listening um, about what they've been up to since she last left and about space clowns and what space is leaving like and she it's funny because she is like the least knowledgeable about all this stuff but like like a um pig and with a bunch of guinea pigs she is the one in charge and she knows so much compared to like these and she's just she milks it every time she comes back she's like did you know that when you're in space your ship has a center of gravity so when you are standing on the side of it, you're still standing because there's no bottom. It's just you can walk around the whole thing because that's the way the gravity works. And, like, it just, it takes off like wildfire. Like, everyone is is in love with these speeches and talks of space. Uh, and you can see that there are uh, a few of these Goliath who are getting inspired 
they too would like to see the wonders of space. Um, and in that same way uh, where they now have to figure out how to get off the ground, can you just fly to space? Like they are, mm -hmm, they are trying mm -hmm. to think like everything that you've told them about it has got their gears turning. Mm-hmm. So you return to the ship. Uh, Summer Corey is heckling uh, Gwen the entire time she's telling stories. But like in like the uh, encouraging kind of way where it's like, tell them about the comet that you fucking smashed. I'll get there. I'll get there. Ooh, comet. Oh, I don't want to hear okay, about the comet. Okay, so there's this comet. <laughs> Incredible. So on to the next day. Or did you want to use the crystal ball while you were on the material plane? Yeah, I'll I'll do a quick scry of like just like Fang, Mirth, uh, Huddle, Swift, Gwen's parents, um, how are the Fae? Just like a quick like repository check in on everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um Yuglon is still in the hells. Uh he Which is... means Scry would not work because it has to be on the same yes. plane of existence. Um Corey's mom, uh, I mean, I don't think that she's on the material plane currently. Um, but yeah, for the most part, everyone is, everyone's doing well. Um, they seem to be, uh, like with Fang, business has never been better. Uh, the whole crew there at the Zesty Anchor is having a great time. As I mean, as far as running a bar in Shroudport can be considered. This is where the heroes of Shroudport once drank. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you scry on Makoth, she just looks in your general direction and waves, uh, seeming to know that you have uh, sent this scrying sensor to her. Just a quick sending to her then. She's like, hi, Makoth, just checking in. Kalem, bye. Just, you don't have to be a stranger. You can always start with ascending or just drop on by. New orb, sorry, really excited. <laughs> New orb, who dis? Um... And uh, out of everyone, the, uh, the ones that have made the most in terms of change um, would be Laurel. Uh, Laurel is now about the size of a young person, like a, a teenager. So they are growing at, a, uh, at an exponential rate. But you see that there are more people that are there. Uh, that have come to the Grove. It seems like uh, Hotterai is not the only one uh, who frequents this Grove anymore. Uh, do you check in on Rask? I mean... Arshjan already checked in with Arask, okay. so Sounds I wouldn't good. do that. Is he sending another Dragon Sling sword our way? <laughs> I'm just going to keep sending these until they get the hint. Um... <laughs> You check in on Olivette. Yeah, all the usual suspects. Uh, when you check in on Olivette, uh, it is dark. You see lightning flash. There's a heavy rainstorm. They are in a city. And outside of the rain, there is only the breathing of both herself and Spring Corey. As they are seemingly have been running from something. And... On the wet steps, you can hear the sound of boots 
and you hear daughter of mine and you like scrying sensor like what the fuck and you see that uh Kalmia is like walking down like it's basically <laughs> like a friday the 13th of Killer's <laughs> mom like trying to find where her uh where her daughter and daughter-in-law are um <laughs> And it seems like Jesus. Mood... I thought it was Olivia's mom. No, no. Uh, this is Kalmia. <gasps> so, and her her mood because she is tied to to nature with the different seasons. Right now, she is in summer form, but it is bringing about that like balmy summer heat that is fucking with the outside temperature. Like lightning is coursing, uh, and it is simply because she is tired of looking for you. She'll get you eventually. Do uh, I cover and then my you'll bases. have a real wedding, god damn it. Um I think Kalen's gonna cover his bases here. He's sending Kalmia. <laughs> like, uh, hi, this is Kalem. I didn't help you find your daughter, but I didn't hinder you in finding your daughter. Kalmia stops, just what? And then Kalem, while you're scrying, uh, you see Corey look at Olivia, go, and then they both like <laughs> They both run as Kalmia is like distracted. Oh shit, now you did! Now you did! <laughs> well, that's a problem I'll have to deal with later. Uh, he will find Summer Cory, two hands on either of their shoulders. Your mother's here. She's what found spring. What she's the fuck? <laughs> she's found spring. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, no, that's, that's Spring's, Spring's problem. problem. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Summer Corey is full on like having a like college um Trunk style. <laughs> well, like it, it, it's like a. I'm not gonna say like it's like a crisis of identity, but it's like close to that. It's like I, I've I'm finally like free of my mother and like. I like I'm basically just free to be me and it's Corey's wildest side. I'll tell Autumn when we get back on the ship. It'll be fine. Incredible. Speaking of being back on the ship, um Hexton two hands on Autumn Corey. Your mother has found spring. Oh fuck. Technically, that's Spring's problem, but <laughs> I don't want her to ruin our honeymoon. Hmm. I might have distracted her uh, and given Olivier and Spring enough time to run, but I don't know how long that'll last. Well, to be fair, <laughs> running from a ultimately undangerous common enemy is basically our definition of a honeymoon what? we went to fiji <laughs> <laughs> don't you think it's terribly romantic to be running arm in arm with your lover away from like, an ultimately undangerous enemy I'd much rather be on a beach chair drinking drinks from a coconut with a silly little umbrella in them, but mm. sure. Well, maybe you're right. I should probably check in on them. I'm going to tell your mom She said you said she was undangerous. Oh, no. 
Please don't. <laughs> All right. Caius, what? no fear. My mother, one fear. One fear. One fear. <laughs> I don't know where that shirt is. I have a one fear shirt. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. Incredible. I, so, I kind of want a one fear shirt. That's pretty funny. What level is Hexton? Uh, Hexton would or be... Or CR. Uh, he would be player level around 15. 15. Um, so you'd be looking at CR... Like CR 17 at most. Oh, perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. I've got two options then. I can turn him either into a Goristro or a Death Knight, because we've seen both. Hexton is down to be a Death Knight. That sounds sick. Uh, but if you can make him a, a non-dead Death uh, Death Knight. Death Light? Kind of. He just doesn't want to be a zombie, but he wants all the cool shit that Death Knights have. Uh, there are also plane tars, which are CR 16, and they are celestials that have a 5d6 on their greatsword just because. Yeah, he'd be okay with that. He also has like a lot of healing capabilities, but he's probably not going to use that. No. Uh, what does Hexton look like? I'll just wing it. I just picture him as Hawkeye. Oh, as Mihawk from One Mihawk, Piece? Mihawk, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, Hexton. Um, hey, Hawkeye! He is covered in scars. Um, as far, he doesn't have any consistency in his tattoos. Like, they don't look like, even if they were part of one big, bigger mantelpiece, the scarring has broken up his actual tattoo work. Uh, and his real, like, he also isn't a barbarian. He's a fighter. Uh, or was a fighter, so he was to, he was usually wearing armor. Um, the most notable thing about him was his giant stone greatsword. Okay, I have got the stat block, which I will send to both you and LB. Sure. I'll actually just... Hello? What happened? There it is. I'll put it into for keeps chat so that everyone can see. There we go. There's a section on the fallen angel part, which is probably what I'm going to lean into. Yeah. That's a, that'd be a, a, a good guess for him. Actually, I can see him just healing himself <laughs> selfishly <laughs> to keep fighting. Why not? Okay. So, as you create Hexton from this spiritual form, Gwen, you feel a burning sensation on your leg where you had gotten your tattoo while you were in the Shadowfell. That tattoo is being the ashes that are embedded in that tattoo are pulling themselves out of your skin as the tattoo is no longer on your body 
as it was a cursed tattoo that was tied to Hexton. Yeah. You have freed up oh. an attunement slot. Hooray! Uh, yeah. You can get the ring of shields now. Hooray! Uh, I have so many things that I could have turned to. Uh, yeah. And well, it's just like. And Hexton, I think, like as he manifests onto the ship's deck, with um, he as he manifests, he like goes like takes his hand and sort of flexes and then he has the realization that because this is a polymorph ability and even resurrection magic does not bring his weapon with him and he looks towards you uh gwen and says you gave him one and he, like, looks over towards Grayskull. Hi, cousin. Grayskull. Hi, cousin. And he Hello. extends his hand to you. <laughs> I just pictured when he, like, pre pretended to, like, or tried to summon it, like, just out of the, out of the frame, Gwen's just, like, slowly <laughs> moving the sword towards him. Yeah, he'll take it. Do a couple practice swings. Your arm is now complete. Something like that. Oh, hold on. Let me just, um, Kaelin will scoot behind Hexton, reach up and finish the spell by giving him a blackened cloak of raven wings, because plantars can fly. And I think Hexton oh. sort of, like, flexes them. And there is that just, like, just, I think I can get used to this. And as you bring Hexton to life, that is where we are going to go into a <sighs> break for the evening. We're going to try and be back in five to ten minutes. Don't go no place unless it's grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. Pick yourself up something nice, and we'll see all of you guys shortly. All right, everybody. See you soon. We are back. Hello, everybody. What do you call? A gender non-conforming person who is lactose intolerant. What? Non-binary. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I'm speechless. I'm processing this. This is good. This is what people really tune into the show for. The bits. The bits. The bits. We really got to pull a good one, at, like, just randomly, like, the whole when we left one, that was really good. Maybe we'll do, like, a costume event. I could shovel all my dice in my mouth. Are you, are you missing the, the drastic story. bits? I mean, I like the bits, but I feel like sometimes we need to just throw in something big so that it's, like, Oh, the, like the, the one with shark, Rob and his roommate underneath yeah. his desk. Yes, that yeah. one was really good. Mm -hmm. Rob was good at bits. Yeah, Rob is good at bits. Can we get Rob back in here? <laughs> At a different time. Uh, uh. But that being said, uh, you want to know who isn't good at bits? This planetar that you have uh, apparated onto your shift that was formerly a Goliath known as Hexton. Uh, who seems I assume to be... he's good at hacking people into bits. Oh, very much so. Uh, <clears throat> and with this great sword in his hand, he sort of like starts to just like do a couple Molinets, like he's like just kind of spinning it, flourishing. 
I uh, think getting a better it's, understanding of like how his body works now. I think it's better to show you than to explain it all. This is gonna suck. Hit me. Oh, uh, Caleb, you might not wanna. And you he, know what? Like Let takes a couple. Like he'll take a couple steps back. He actually will go a full thirty feet away from you. And he will. Okay. Corey, can I play on hands, please? Cam will brace up to just to make sure he doesn't get squashed immediately. Okay. So he is going to take his sword and he begins to run at you. And then you see that he starts dragging his blade along the deck of the ship as it creates sparks. His feet leave the ground as his new raven black angel wings extend. As he flies directly towards you, pulling his blade up and spearing it forward. He's going to make a great sword attack for a 23 to hit. I could, but I'm not just for the effect. Okay, then that is going to be for 16 piercing damage or slashing damage and 27 points of radiant damage. I'm fine. And there's like just this like corona of light that explodes out of Kalem. And he like flicks the uh, greatsword back and looks down at you and just does a deep bow. Kalem will return it. Hell yeah. Gwen like leans over to Arjan and she's like, I want to fight him so bad. Yeah, he's he's excited. He's he's ready to be here in the in the flesh and blood again. I'm so afraid that somebody is going to die, and I don't know. Should I not? <clears throat> I'm not going to be able to tell you not to. Yeah, but I trust your opinion. I in this moment, I don't. Speaking of trusting opinions. <laughs> Divine Sense. Divine Sense? Wow, 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 wow. Celestial. Celestial. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, to Hexton, uh, I was able to weave in some of the Goliath magics I heard tell of. I believe you should have access to a raised dead spell, as well as he begins to list off the capabilities. He seems to enjoy this. This idea pleases him. Keep the deaf guy pleased and (laughs) give the quiet kid a Snickers bar every single time. (laughs) Give him a couple Uh, extra nuggets at lunch. uh, I like Twix. If you want to practice, I mean, I'm available for sparring. Yeah. Hexton, yes. <laughs> and you can see that like you're, I'm available for sparring, and like Grayskull is like, um, <laughs> uh, and like doesn't really like, not one of those like, but you're my sparring partner. He's just uh-huh. like genuinely like unnerved by seeing Hexton this way, and Hexton is like, yeah, let's fight, let's go, uh, and he seems so very, uh, very engaged yeah. uh, with now, like, wanting 20 to. Twenty minutes later. And, gl- 
20 minutes later, Gwen goes up to Corey, just like beaten and bloody. There's slashes everywhere. And she's like, Corey, do you mind? Oh, do you need healing? Yeah, if you don't mind. Wait, did Hexton do this to you? Oh, yeah, I asked him to. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Yeah, and Corey, you look, you look back at Hexton, who is covered in these cuts from the runt axe, and you just see that, like, glowing magic appears in his hand. He starts touching his wounds as they begin to heal. He is definitely <laughs> using his own healing magic on himself. Nice. Hillem's over by a railing, pulling it back into place and using mending to weld it back. Like Summer Corey pokes her head out and said, says, did someone say sparring? Oh, hells yes. Yeah. Hexen... This is the next two days is all of us oh, just yeah. fighting. <laughs> so this evening, uh, as you are traveling, Caleb, make a perception check for me. Uh-oh, John. Uh, no, wrong button. Cool. Uh, 26. A 26? So, Calum, as the night goes on, and you, like, you brought Hexton back, they've been sparring nonstop, everyone is, is a little on edge, you, you have returned to your room to uh, either work on scrolls that you've been working on, kind of trying to figure out how to shorten the length of magical casting times that are needed for particular spells, even to shave off just a couple seconds. It's the equivalent of going into like the training mode in a fighting game. Like you're just really looking to like get everything. Uh, if I change this to an adverb, then I can probably redirect it to this, which would mean this. Exactly. Then you only need the quarter circle input rather than the entire like bottom half. But Simon, I play Zangief. I need to do three consecutive rotations. Well, figure that out. Now you only need quarter circle twice and then two action buttons. You're trying to figure out how to turn hard mode into easy mode. Um... <sighs> Is it at least plus on wake up? <laughs> Sorry. I think that might even be like one of the things that you like say to yourself while you're doing this. Caitlin, you get the feeling like you are being watched. And when you look up standing in your doorway is a hooded figure. Huh? Brown cloak. And you can see that there is uh, like the lower half of their face is uh is visible to you and you can see that it kind of has this like green tinged greenish yellow almost lizard like skin there is uh a long like mustache that comes down a little bit of chin stubble and this figure as soon as you notice it turns to walk down the corridor uh Hold on, like he'll put a hand on the desk to push himself off and chase the figure. Excuse me? When you leave the room, they are not there. Uh, what do I... I will also Can... note yeah. that with your 26 in perception, you did notice that there was from their person what appeared to be a string of silver no thicker than a spider's thread. 
can I seems to extend away from them? Can I see where the string is? Is it, it like filling the corridor or does it trail after them and then disappear after a cutoff? It, they were following the path of the string, but Caleb, you can make an arcana check for me. Okay. Because I, I definitely know that the silver string is for people fucking dream surfing. Uh, 28. 28. You will know that the silver string is a telltale sign of somebody using astral projection. Mm -hmm. Where they send their spirit out into the astral sea. Calum closes his eyes as he begins to walk. A magical uh, Salunite like tattoo appears in the middle of his forehead. Uh, as a second level fighter, Calum has blind sight up to ten feet. Okay. So he will begin to patrol the hallways. Essentially, if this person is invisible, he can still like blind sight them. Okay. You do not find anybody. He will ping his four keeps sending. Hey guys, be on alert. There's someone who is not not us on the ship. <clears throat> do we need to do a sweep? Oh, it's one way, so. <laughs> we'll go find Caleb. Uh, hey, Caleb. I still close. Yeah. Should we do a sweep? Uh, yeah, that would probably be good. Were they gif? They appeared to be gif. Yes. Um, they were some form of gif. Uh, from I last I checked, uh, I think they might be astral projecting here. Okay. Hmm. Uh, we'll do a physical sweep, and uh, I'll get Corey to do a astral sweep. Hexton. <laughs> will raise a hand. As a planetar, they have true seeing. <laughs> so Hexton will, he will do the sweep and will take great joy if he finds anyone uh, that meets the, uh, that meets the description that you gave that is not Bill and Ted. Uh, oh, and uh, Hexton, if you kill the soul, you don't kill the body, so finish up. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Corey's gonna um, assist him in that uh, from the ethereal plane. She'll use her armor to go there. Okay. Yeah, looking around. Corey, make an investigation check. Oh boy, intelligence-based skills. If only wizards 18, could give me. baby! Hey. Nice! The world's greatest detective. Hey, man. So... Calum has described. I am the knight. Sorry. Calum <laughs> has described what this figure looked like, and kind of gave you a, a brief description. Explained the astral thread um, coming from them, and you sort of go in the direction where Calum was looking, um, and where he said that this figure walked to. With your eighteen, it's very strange because you can feel a tingling along the base of your spine that seems to run down as you get closer to the storage, like your cargo bay. And when you enter through, like past the wall to look into the cargo bay, you can see that there is a coin 
that exists in the astral sea or that it exists in the ethereal plane that does not exist in the material plane. And when you pick up said coin, a message is relayed to you. And the message says, give this to the ones at the citadel. They will know what this means. Hmm. Hori returns to the rest, uh, presenting masculine today. And it said, give the, me to the ones at the citadel. They will know what it means. We know what this means? We know what this means, right? Graceful shakes his head. <laughs> Al along our path, is there a citadel? Is Tunarath along our path? Tunarath is no. not along that's, your That's path. in our rear view. Oh, it's in the opposite. Okay. At the base, at the very end of the River of Limbo, there is a place known as the Citadel of the Gif. And it is from what you're able to gather, speaking with Bill and Ted and Rasa uh, and other individuals, is that this is the home of the Gith Zarai, not the Gith Yankee. The Monk Gith. That's correct. They're not the Dragon Riders? No, they're more or less a separate faction. They're right. closer to warrior monks. Shaolin fighting in space. Oh, I don't know. And psionics. That means, but it sounds cool. So, what do we think? Should we stop by the Citadel? Yes. We're given a task, right? Or no? Uh, is this bad? Don't know. Well, the coin also. doesn't belong to us, so. Might as well return it to whoever owns it. It's not gonna blow up, right? Identify. It doesn't it radiate his magic. It's non-magical. It's just a coin. Yeah. Just a very a strange coin. looking coin, but a coin nonetheless. Sorry, Arjun, what was that about Bill and Ted? I... Yeah. Arjun would like to ask Bill, Ted, and Rasa their opinion. Um... Bill and Ted are a little pensive about it. Uh, they know that the uh, Gith Zarai are a bit, little bit more mysterious, to them anyways, than the Gith Yankee, uh, specifically because the Gith Zarai um, separated themselves from the Gith Yankee because they were looking for enlightenment, as they know it. Um, they are warrior monks, but monk is the primary focus of their society uh rasa she's never been to the citadel of the gith rightfully this is uh outside of going to different places that usually had like portals readily available this is the longest that she's free traveled through the astral sea in quite some time um she's heard that the gith citadel was out this way but has never been herself It's about how uh, 
much of a detour would it be to the Citadel? Uh, and Skiznabat says that it wouldn't be it wouldn't be much longer than a day out of the way. You have to go near there anyways to catch the uh, to catch the chaos current the, mm-hmm, to catch the chaos current. Uh, so to go there wouldn't add much more time than any of you all were willing to put. We can spare a day, right? Yeah. And if this helps us with what we have to do, I think that's all the more reason. Okay. Don't suppose it would be a trap, do you? I mean, even if it is a trap, got a lot of really powerful people on this ship. I know they're probably pretty badass themselves, so we can make a show of it and tell them that we mean business. We're not just some random travelers. Can I examine the coin? You can. Arcana or history. Corey already, uh, or you already looked at the coin. It is non-magical. It is a coin, though. Well, I I wanted to see, like, does it have any etchings on it? Any, like... Make a Starting features. history check for me. Do you have? You wouldn't happen to have proficiency in jeweler's tools, would you? Sadly, it's painter's supply today. Ah. Jeweler's is never on my rotation. Why would it be? Because <laughs> honestly, I pick up the what's it proficiency with chef's tools and then fabricate sandwiches. Fair enough. Anyway. Okay. Just a history check. Yep. intelligence at uh, 27 okay with a 27 while you are looking at this while you are are identifying it it is not a met like it is a, a essentially like a silver coin but you're guessing that it's made out of the same silver that a gith yankee blade would be made out of oh shit that's rad it is it is old and you can tell that it's old it smells old it tastes old it came from the ethereal plane to the material plane which is also wild for it to be for it to have done and retain no magic but ultimately it doesn't have any definitive markings of like a kingdom or ruler like normally when there is a pressing it involves some like pressing for coinage it involves some sort of um uh face to it stamp or uh seal of authenticity on it to be used as currency uh as far as minting goes this looks like an unminted silvered coin so coin in shape and size but more so don't put it in with the rest of my silver or else I'm going to fucking lose it. Probably, yeah. That's when locate object comes in real handy. Be like, where the fuck's that coin? And look in, in this stack of other coins. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, you uh, investigate that a little bit further. Um, oh god, knights in the courtyard. So, is it that point? Um... After investigating both ships, you don't find anybody else. Um, it gets later on into the evening. Calum, do you sleep or do you uh, trance this evening? 
It would have to be Trance because he would like to be on the bridge okay. most times of day. Sounds good. So, during your trance, make another perception check for me. I, 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 I. Try fucking running away with a 28. Okay, 28. Wow, 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 wow. Um, I'm paranoid, motherfucker. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, you are trancing. You are still being mindful of your surrounding, and it is good that you do. Because in front of you, with your eyes open, you see cloaked figure yet again. Though this time, rather than running away, you see that they sit down cross-legged across, like across from you and put their hands onto their knees. And the voice says, and then I have to specify that it is a voice. This creature's mouth does not move, but you can hear them speaking in your mind. And as it reaches out, this creature asks, would thou be free for conversation? Uh, Calum gets up from his his bed and will sit on the floor, same like cross-legged hands on knees and just give them a bow. Um, uh, yes, I'm currently free for conversation. How may I help you? And you see uh, that they look up at you. And from their hooded face, you can see two glowing motes of blue where their eyes would be. And they say, my name is Zareth Menyar Aggith. I am the leader of the Gith Sarai. You are the Magister correct correct i require your assistance for the sake and survival of my people what's happening in the citadel it is not what is happening within the citadel that is a cause for alarm it is what is happening within limbo within the chaos itself over the last eight of your months, the river has become tumultuous. It has begun to, we have begun to see more Sladi. We have begun to see more of the Batraki coming through the river. We are used to them attacking and defending their attacks as they hope to claim our citadel and rule all of limbo but they have not been coming in an attempt to steal our home they are running We have not seen activity like this since the Dawn War. There is very little 
that a slot would be afraid of. And yet still they fear. Gathering sense from those who have passed by, sentient and otherwise. It has come to my attention that the one known as Caius is gaining strength. I have spoken to, well, your patron reached out and they have informed me that you are to defeat them and save your world and mine. The reason I ask for your help, there is something coming from upstream that my people are not equipped to fight. Before the slot summoning stone was sealed and altered to create the slot as you knew them, as we know them, their creations were more monstrous, larger, more terrifying. The slot in what little wisdom they still retained from their creator, Primus, hid these creatures deep within limbo. The one, uh, sorry, the one that we know as Kashirik is making its way towards the citadel. I would ask that you protect my people from Kashirik, and in return, I will provide to you a way to pass through the Eye of Doom. Well, when you put the terms like that, how can I refuse? May not. I am thankful to you, Magister. I am going to need to gather my friends and inform them of this. Um, is, is there any other information you can give me about what's coming through Limbo? I have lived as the leader of the Gifts Arrive as the second leader of the Githsarai. Since we separated ourselves from the Githyanki, and in all of my years, I have only heard whispers. I have only heard the stories that the Slod share of a Slod mutation that would be large and that was the same height, if not greater than the Citadel itself. A creature of titanic proportions. We Githzerai are warrior monks. This is true. 
but we do not have the means to defend against something of that scale if the stories that the slob tell are true. Um, okay. Well, gather six of your most capable fighters. And we'll meet you at the Citadel. When you arrive, I believe one of you is capable enough to discover my message. Deliver the coin. The six will know. All right. In the meantime, I thank you. We will be there as soon as possible. And they nod again and stand and give you a very deep, gracious bow as they walk out of the room. Calum looks over at like this little alarm clock he has near his bed. Oh, it's what like five minutes it? before you set it to wake up. Motherfuck. He'll just undo the alarm and start heading out. He'll wait for like the rest of the crew before informing them of what happened. And so, yeah, if we manage to help save the Gith Citadel, the elder there is willing to give us a way through the eye. Do you say this around like Skiznabat crew as well as your crew? Four keeps first. Okay, four keeps four keeps only. Got it. This one is four keeps only before we go to the rest of the crew. Because if it if it's a no here, then it doesn't need to go out. For sure. Well, getting through the eye of doom would be great. Yeah. Apparently that's bad. I think it's in the name Doom, right? That, that, yeah. All right. I mean, I'm down if, if you guys think it's okay. I mean. Another big fight. Warm up. We're saving a bunch of people. We are getting away through the Eye of Doom, and we are taking a potentially devastating piece off the board if Caius gets their hands on this thing coming through Limbo. We're potentially getting more allies. It's always nice. Sounds like win-wins. I see this as an absolute win. Well, we haven't won yet. It's not a nasty business. Oh, yeah. the slaughter running away from it. Is it not a really big one? Was not described. Whatever it is. The four of us, plus everyone else, I think, I mean, I don't mean to, like, overstate our abilities, but I think we can handle it. Plus, this would be a good, like, practice run. Because yeah. we have, I mean, the clowns were good, but, like, we haven't really had a big... The clowns battle. were not good at all. Right. No, but, I mean, but it was so easy. But, like, we're, we're about to go fight an elder evil. I think fighting something not an elder evil is probably good for our last probe of our weaknesses. Yeah. What we can do better. But we need to make sure it doesn't go wrong. 
Mm, you make a good point. Yay or nay? Yay. Yay. Yeah. There are people who need our help. Yay. Yay. Do hope that I can get something done with who wants uh, to tell the rest of the crew uh, I do have a question uh, is mm. this going to cause problems with Bill and Ted I don't know about the factions do you think that's going to be like is there any rift between the ones that were going to help And I think they said that there was but it's not like open wall it's more just like and, the culture took two different paths and mm. knowing bill and ted they wouldn't let this stand yeah they'd want to go help okay. regardless all right who wants to break the news i'll do it all right okay. i'll be there excuse me bat gather the crew please for an all hands meeting can do uh, so you, uh, when you describe, um, the individual, like, your conversation with the individual, all that kind of thing, do you mention the name at all? Yes. Okay. Uh, and I will post that into the Discord. But it <laughs> there was a lot of, uh, apostrophes. Items. Yeah. Uh, it is Zareth Menyar Ag Gif. Uh, and when you say that, like, Ted gets, like, this, like, know that i've heard that name somewhere and bill's eyes actually get very large uh this it seems like bill was actually better in their studies than ted was um and they let you know that uh like they get like very like oh my god like you spoke with this person like uh actually had a conversation with them um they will effectively inform you that this figure is to the Gith Zarai as to Flacketh <laughs> is to the Gith uh to the Gith Yankee. This eternal leader has asked, almost begged you for help. And Bill and like Bill and Ted are both just like, whoa, like they are like completely beside themselves that that would happen. Hey, Bill, Ted, you could be the first Gith Yankee to be ever sung about by Gith Sarai in a positive connotation. I don't know if Gith Sarai actually, like, have music. Everyone takes monastism, like, differently. I imagine some of them have a penchant for music. Like, chance. I don't honestly remember the last time that I spoke to a Gith Sarai. But I'm sure we could ask him. Yeah, bud. And Skiznabat is just like, like he loves being part of this crew, <laughs> loves being here. Um, My autobiography is going to be so fucking wild. In his mind, bestseller. Like, oh yeah, he's he's very excited. Um, but yeah, uh, towards the end of this day as well, um, Arjan, you will receive a sending from Rask. Uh, that says, um, King working on, uh, gift personally. 
with my assistance. Turns out he felt bad about making metallic skeleton. The cat. The cat. No. Oh, the other guy too. Korg. The guy who like took over Arask's island after Arask Yeah, fuck left. that guy. Yeah, the king of Sir Tellier made him his bones. <laughs> yeah. He felt feels bad, so he's uh his cord won the fucking tourney. Mm -hmm. King also says he owes long overdue favor. Narjan, you can make a history check if you like. Six. Six? Okay. Uh, I'll let you roll with advantage because this is related to money. Damn it. Natural 20. Okay. So with your natural 20... <laughs> Uh, I'm glad that you got the natural 20 because, Arjun, this is directly related to something that you said. Uh, this was when you had been involved with the Ceaseless Quarry in the city of Sertzhelier, where you helped uh, secure a city with a massive vein of titan steel. And after being paid a sum, you had mentioned to the one who was working at the Ceaseless Quarry, the head, that they make so much, they're going to make so much money off of this. Like, this is the cut that we're going to be getting in not so many words. And they expressed that the king would, as a result, owe you a favor of sorts. It was at that point that you all had to worry about Caelan being kidnapped and decided, ah, fuck this place anyways and left. But you have had a long-standing debt owed to you by the living regent of Sirts Hellier, and he's wanting to make good on this. So not only will this creation of yours be made, but it will be made out of titan steel instead of regular metal. We can work on it just the same. So it will also act as adamantine on top of its other properties. Would the two of you feel comfortable working on this in the same momentarily. He will get back to you at a <laughs> tomorrow when he has his sending again. Uh, but uh, I think that you would actually receive a sending from uh, a dwarf this time around specifically it would be the dwarven priest at the temple of moradin that you had gone to uh who remembers you uh and says he said that he can do that see you soon question mark that's two words it is <laughs> I mean, it's a piece of punctuation. He doesn't actually say question mark. It's question mark. No, he says question mark. Thank you. He was told with explicit orders to read the note exactly as it was written. Well, motherfucker, I tried to help you. <laughs> Thank you. I will re I will retrieve them in a few minutes. There were a few hours. 
Okay. Sounds good. So yeah, Arjan, um, several hours go by. You are all still on your way to uh, the city of Gith or the citadel of the Gith. Um, also, um, would you, uh, where, where's your armor? Uh, Rasa will, um, she will go up to Skiznabat's ship and rummage around and you can hear her, uh, saying, they said that they had extra cargo space. Um, and there's like clanging of metal and like pots and pans. You hear a chicken squawk. Uh, which is a very strange thing to hear on uh, on a ship, and there are some feathers that kind of go. But she comes back uh, with her draconic armor. Would you mind if I borrowed it for um, an hour or two? She nods and uh, says that she trusts you with it. Take it. Um. I need to go to the same for a few minutes. I will be right back. She nods and says, uh, you'll know where to find her. She just sort of goes back to just flying upon, uh, flying upon the breeze of the astral sea. Does anybody want to go to the same for a minute? Grayskull does. I do. Okay. I always so. got to see the like smelly lines coming up from all that delicious bread that you all ate constantly in front of me, and I want some for myself. Oh, please do go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll pop over to Verstein. Okay. Um, I need to go talk to Kendek. Okay. Thankfully, your house is, always appears right across the street from the forge. I'll take uh, Gray Skull around for a tour. Get him oh, some bread. Wow. Uh, you should try the pumpkin bread. How does a pumpkin fit in a bread? Very carefully. Okay, because like, I would like squash it, and like he like thinking about the ways that he could compress a pumpkin into the size. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big guy. <laughs> Do you go off? Arjan, you go to Kendek. What's he up to? Uh, Kendek is in the middle of... I think you'd be working on like ringlets for a set of armor. Just sort of like getting chainmail ready. I may like the project, and I may be bringing others um, to help on it. Would it be okay to share your forge? Kendek nods um, and sort of like, like washes his hands briefly with water, um, and says, um, "Do they know their way around a forge?" One of them certainly does. One of them really just owes me a favor. And, um, but has the material. 
Kendek will nod. Uh, and Arjan, as you say this, you start hearing yelling from outside. Uh, and you see that the like sky near you gets dark. And then there is a whoosh of wind as a large bronze dragon lands on its hindquarters carrying a large chunk of an illustrious metal. And you hear a cackling as a dwarven man slides off of the back. That would be them. I was going to go get them. Apparently they're okay. That's fine. Um, Those are them. Um, and it's the dragon sort of like shifts back into the form of a rask. And the dwarven, uh, the dwarven leader is like laughing uh, at the fact that he just got to ride on a rask's back. And a rask is like, I know it won't be the last time, but can we not tell people about this? And uh, the dwarf will uh, laugh and sort of like pat his back. Uh, and say, um, we don't need to tell people about this. They're going to be singing about it. Dwarf on dragon back. Dwarf on dragon back. Before we get interrupted, I did want to ask how are things with Sharana? Um, they're, they're good. We've been making time to spar. It's very strange. She seems to do the most talking while we are in the act of fighting. How do you feel about that? It means that I don't have to talk so much, and that's nice. What if I gave you a a story that you could tell her that you could share with her he would he nods I and I'll like just sort of tell him like very briefly what the project is and um, try to just hit the TLDR before uh, the Forge King and Aras come in. It seems like they are more just like setting up and like dragging the metal in and like like just sort of observing the workspace as the two of you were talking. Um, and Kendek nods and looks at you and says, Before I met you, I killed to survive. Others saw me as a weapon to be used. Working here has given me purpose. We will make this, and we will make this for you. That is the least I can do. 
appreciate that. Um. Hi. Uh. This this way. Uh. As the two leaders of the more well-established city-states uh, approach you, and um, the Forge King will uh, extend his hand out um, and compliment you uh, on how much you've grown since the last time that he saw you. Um, considering that you have grown taller, your wings are more pronounced as you had just gotten them when you were in Sertelier previously. Um, and he is, uh, he seems very, very excited about this project. Okay. Uh, so just very quickly, the thing that I am asking uh, to get done um, basically involves the shift weave that we've gotten. Um, this jewel and this arm. This is um, the armor of the Sixth Legion. This is um, the armor of my mate, Marsa. I wish to make something um, Bit more flexible for her, something that, and something that show shows off how I see her. I do not think that this could get done quickly without a miracle. I'm very good at miracles. Uh, this is the Dragonforge. This was a very strong place of power for my goddess. I intend to invoke her here to assist with this. Is that discomforting for anyone? The Forge King shakes his head. He doesn't have a problem with this. In his eyes, I mean, he worships his gods. You worship yours. Uh, Kendak, no complaints. Arathsk, you can see, takes a deep breath and says, Do not expect a convert. But I am not going to stand in your way. I came to assist. Okay. However comfortable you are with it, with, I, I would ask no more of you. Are we ready to begin? They all nod. Arjun will um take a second to uh imbibe uh, uh uh by the by the way uh will be doing uh something at the dragon forge 
I assume it will be big. Uh, if you would like to come. Yeah, Grayskull's there. And uh, I will uh, imbibe the uh, Potion of Draconic Majesty. Hell yeah. Um, and say... My queen and my friend. I hope that I can count on you for a favor. I want to help these masses of the forge make a miracle happen to further improve on the armor of your sixth legion. Adjusted to show that Rasa is Zotorishi. I get an affirmative or get her consent, I will use divine intervention. She will give you that consent. So there are raw materials here. There is the armor that is her measurements. How do? So as you cast divine intervention, or you perform this divine intervention. The sky begins to darken, heavy with cloud. There is a flash of lightning as in the doorway of the dragon forge. You see not one, not two, but all five of the different heads of Tiamat standing in this doorway. They look into the room, and Arathsk's eyes are just like, oh, fuck, oh, God. Like, he can just, like, feel the overwhelming force and presence that is these five working in tandem. Kendek just nods and bows respectively, and the king of Sertelier just, like, arms crossed, like, he kind of shakes his head a little bit in disbelief. You know, he thought there was only one dragon left. A dragon just happened, and then the queen of dragons shown up. Like, he like he just laughs, not out of disrespect, but out of disbelief. And when he sees the five of them, like, and he starts laughing, Billy puts her hands on her hips and just gives a deep-hearted laugh as Kara steps forward. And she approaches you and says, Let it be known that we will make this right by you. Not because of any previous ill doings and she like makes a pointed look at Arask and Arask is just like like a never meet your like uh uh closest equivalent is like oh just a wide-eyed just like but because you have shown us what kindness is and as we and our thanks we would bestow this kindness to you 
and she will walk over into like in the direction of the armor um as she does uh zelena the green one will go over to arask and say what are you waiting for let's move some materials uh and he just like head down like yes ma'am like very much like put in his place because a god is like hey fucking move um it is that point that Cravenna and Madri will both approach Kendek. Uh, she asks, uh, Madri will ask to see Kendek's forge tools. Shows it to her. She imbues them with this primordial electricity. Cravenna goes over to Kendek, sizes him up, and then puts an arm, like a hand, onto his shoulder, looks him dead in the eyes, and she says, I believe in you. Now go. And Kendek just like, you see that like there is that like, he's always kind of emanating heat, but to have the red head of Tiamat say that she believes in him, especially when he is the red herald of Tiamat, it is essentially like he got haste times three cast on him. The heads of Tiamat begin to work in tandem with Kendek, with Arask, with the king of Sertzelier, who is known for his ability to manipulate Titan Steel. And within the matter of an hour, you watch as this act of kindness is performed. Kendak is moving in at almost unseen speeds as soon as his, like, that lightning that's coursing through his weapons is not only hammering it into place, but is giving it a charge where it is like maintaining its shape easier, that it's sort of diffusing throughout to create this more like, essentially like as he's striking it, that oil coat that's on it is igniting and just like flash finishing it as he is going. And you watch as this great work is put together as like Arask and Kara are working together to install this large ruby into the centerpiece of this armor and by the end of the hour like there is a crowd around the forge all of the heralds are here and ren pointedly is not saying a word actually i think pointedly ren is not there out of like all out of anybody who is there he's just like nah fuck this like i she told you to watch out for me at one point and like ex-girlfriends what do you, what can you do about that kind of thing um but everyone in town is watching as the queen of dragons herself has graced the material plane to help create something for you with you when the hour is up and the materials lay completed. Kara will take her hand and she will touch the center shear of this jewel. And as she does, you watch as this chromatic magic spills all along its sides and it seems to fold into itself until it is just a ringlet fit for a red dragon. And 
you have seen you watched as like Kendek and the king like had to struggle to pick this up the first time Kara gingerly picks it up with one hand walks it over to you and says and as she hands it to you you can like feel its heft again and she says give this to your mate you have our blessing I have a couple of minutes before it's going to be too heavy for me to carry. She nods. I'll do that now. She nods again. Thank you. And she bows and says, do not thank me. Thank yourself. And thank your friend Coriander. They reinforced what it truly means to have a friend. I expect nothing from this other than your happiness. Do you appreciate your help? And she nods. Thank you for helping with this. I know, I know that was uncomfortable. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear that last part. I know that that was uncomfortable, but um, to peel off a band-aid or a bandage on the wound of prejudice will always sting. I have been wrong. I have been wrong before and I will continue to be wrong again, but in this moment. Me being uncomfortable is a sign that I am doing the right thing. You've done well. Did I ever get the Forge King's name? Uh, yes. Uh, let me get that up for you. I believe he was, his full name is Lord Ebenholt, but let me just get. That's, that that's good. Okay. Lord Ebenhold, how did it feel to forge? And Kendak, how did it feel to forge with the god? And Lord Ebenhold crosses his arms and says, "If you if if you ever <laughs> die and be and are reincarnated into a dwarf, know that you have a spot in my family." And Kendek sort of like, he's very good. 
there is much I can learn from him. And the two of them have like this not necessarily unspoken agreement, but it is when you get like two engineers together where they're just like, yeah, we were really good work partners. Okay, clock's done. Like, bye. Like, I just don't really know how to interact outside of their form of medium. Um, and uh, whenever Archon like uh, comes back to groups, he is still an adult dragon for a few minutes, but uh, in his hands there is um this sort of uh ringlet of titan steel with little bits of uh bits of it like shards just sort of folding around in sort of like a lotus pattern around this uh large pentagonal cut ruby um i need to get back to the ship to rossimel um i can't fit through the house now so i'm going to take the short way um i'll meet you back in whenever y'all are done here Okay. Did you uh did you tell Tiamat we said hi? Tiamat's still like right over there. Oh hi! They wave. I can't wait for your next concert. <laughs> they just sort of like oh. like very much like of course everyone is. <laughs> Do you need help with anything? I think I've got it. Okay. And um, Arjan will Arjan will plane shift back to the ship. Oof. I assume that the amount of hit dice that's gonna hurt that's gonna hurt is not gonna be enough to dispel the dragon. No. Okay. No, you don't need to maintain concentration when you lose uh, HP from using these abilities. And uh, he'll plane shift back to Rossum. Rasa just like, bam! <laughs> you just, you're there. She is taken aback a little bit. Um, but her expression lightens when she realizes it's you. Would you mind if we go back to um, your, your lair? Not at all. He will plane shift again. Boom! <laughs> We're there. Um, so, I would like to share two mates. And it's important for me that you hear them first, because it's so much easier for me to find the words I'm looking for when I'm with you. I struggle finding comfort in my own scales with who I am and my legacy. But being with you, it, it helps make that anxiety, that self-doubt, that nagging sense that I should feel bad about everything it helps it fade for a bit 
So that's the first thing. The legacy. That ship um, was originally supposed to be a vessel for my progenitor. So was I. But we've managed to make the most of both of them find some peace and comfort and joy in them, despite the baggage. When I get buried under the pressure of the weight of all the worlds that's been put on me, when I struggle to find the words I need, um, when it feels like I'm spiraling and I can't Your, your voice, it's gravity writing me. Uh, when I wake up restless because of the stress of all of this, I find solace in the soft thunder of your breath. In your scent of smoke and leather and cinnamon. <clears throat> um, so, but as for the second name, I got a hold of something beautiful that is also warm. This is Ziltorajiri encased in the scales of your armor. Hendek, Tiamat, and I refit your armor in the Dragonforge to reinforce it with shift weave and set this ruby from the plane of fire. It will shift to your desired form in a moment's time whenever you need. Uh, and he'll sort of just like press it up like against her chest and um, in sort of that Iron Man um, Infinity War armor it will just sort of like the, the Titan Steel will shift into a necklace oh. um, a necklace to rest upon your chest um, a bangle piece to further accent your talons or, and he will um, just sort of press up against it again. And the familiar um, form of her armor will reappear on her um, in a way that does not require anybody else to put it on her. She's so excited. Or your armor of the Sixth Legion. Exactly as familiar and comfortable. But always with the one thing I see in you. Zeltori Sherry. Which she would understand in Draconic is um his or her heart's fire. Uh, quite literally fire of his or her soul blood. And Rasa is 
taken aback by this. And as she looks at the armor, she does not know what to say other than as she sits on her hindquarters and like checks it out. She excitedly says, it has pockets. It does have pockets. And like you can see there's this look of just like, oh, thank God. Like I don't have to try and like carry my hoard in my claws now. I can just like fill my pockets up with goodies. Um, and she just is a fountain of thank yous and is just completely beside herself. And, and uh, yes, sir. She just nuzzles against you and says, I will never know how to truly repay the kindness that you show me other than declaring that I am glad to be your mate for as long as you will have me. This is wonderful. This is more than anyone has, has ever given to me. Considering that the Queen of Dragons herself gave me a job in her personal armed forces to have something that was created by so many. All because of you. And she just nuzzles you again. You make me proud to say that I am yours. Thank you. The Disaster Tour, thank you so much for raiding. Does, as the hour ends, because mm -hmm. we, we were cutting it, does Arshan ship back? He does not. He feels that internal hourglass, a chromatic hand, flips it back, and you have been extended one more hour. Simon, I would like to romance the dragon. Oh, no role necessary. You have schmoozed this dragon, and she is just... She's all about this. She's ready for it. Um, and I think as you schmooze the dragon, having given her this wonderful necklace, and the rest of the party has... I mean, like... You're in Verstain. Ross's lair is in Verstain. So you watched Arjan disappear. Tiamat and everyone else is like, okay, like show's over. Let's all go home. And then within five minutes, there is like dragon has reappeared at the lair on top of the mountain. 
and the kobolds are now like standing guard outside like mm, no not accepting visitors at this point in time oh i've shown uh gray skull the miracle that is giant pretzel and beer cheese dip oh he's all about it so yes. i think yeah our party is getting some delicious food uh Arjan again is spending time with his mate and that is as good of a time as any to call it for tonight's session. So thank you to everybody who decided to stop on by. Raiders, thank you so much for stopping by. I'm sorry that it happened at the point that it did, but hey, guess what? We're on YouTube. If you go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures, we got VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point. Uh, we are in session nine of uh, our our final story arc we've played from levels one through 20 so if you're looking for a show to get in on the backlog of boy have i got a show to pitch to you um it involves all of these wonderful people all people who i absolutely love having on the channel speaking of rj where can we find you what do you do hey everybody i'm rj you can catch me at arches 22 on twitter and twitch and blue sky where i do about the nerdy things in my life sometimes stream and i'm kind of getting into video editing so go and check those out um you can catch me here on mondays as kale the shattered Kai wizard fighter on thursdays over at the hive goblins where we do another dnd 5e homebrew campaign where it's all third party content and it's fun i'm on a date with my prospective partner i was about to say dragon friend but you know what <laughs> Don't want to overstep my bounds. I'll let Arjan have his sunshine. Uh, Saturdays over at G Game Nights, where we do a game called Hearts of Stone. It's a Blade in the Dark game where I play a mad scientist by the name of Fume, and he he's a stinker. Uh, finally, Sunday mornings over at the Hype Goblin, where we do Pathfinder 2nd Edition, and it's getting wild over there. I can't really say much more. Go check it out. Thenakita.com. Hello, everybody. I'm LB Hackmup. You can find me at LB Hackmup on the Twitters and the Twitches and the Blue Skies and the Instagrams and all that sort of fun stuff. Um, you can find me next streaming tomorrow on GGK. We are doing our uh, Stars Without Numbers game. We're wrapping that up soon. Um, I am also getting into audio editing, uh, very funnily enough. Uh, the first episode of our The Trench Coats and the Weeb Monster of the Week podcast. Sort of audio cast thing went up last week on Tuesday and tomorrow uh, episode 203 will be up on the YouTube so check out the LB Hack'em Up on YouTube uh, to see that one and uh, I mean you can see my full schedule on Twitter and Blue Sky otherwise you can just uh, hang out in the Discord you can see when we are live and all that fun stuff uh, that's me DanaeKeener.com Boy I'm Cyber I got really burned out on audio and video editing, so I don't do that anymore right now. <laughs> uh, instead, right now, I, I actually did get back on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash cyberwolf1201, where right now I am playing through Bayonetta 3. Um, so many things happened in the first few minutes of that game. There was a Kraken. There was a Fey Werewolf. There's multiverse shenanigans. There's just so much. Um, and of course, you know, a witch with guns on her feet and shit, uh, kaiju battles. Um, it's, it's so much. I love that game so much. We'll, we'll keep doing it probably all the way up through spooky month. Um, you can also find me on blue sky. I'm at cyber C Y B R. Um, I'm, I don't post much. That's it. 
DanaeKeener.com. Speaking of DanaeKeener.com, hi, everybody. I'm Danae Keener. You can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do nerdy drawings, mostly related to D&D and a lot of things on this channel. I also just finished my cardigan. Look, it's got buttons. Anyway, yeah. uh, go check me out, DanaeKeener.com. And if you've made it this far, you probably already know who I am. But if you don't, hey, Acorns, what's up? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the Indoor Adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash Indoor Adventures. We do shows like this on Monday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and on Sundays at 3 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, again, if this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash Indoor Adventures to check up on all of the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point, or you can go towards where uh, anywhere audio casts are being made available for free. You can find us there under the same moniker. And speaking of things that are being made available for free, we are going to be going into our Patreon-supported after show called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from the community. So if you have any questions for myself or any of these other fine folk, feel free to join us on that after show the link can be found in the twitch chat to the side it's a link to our discord because that's the best place to ask us questions for that there after show but we are going to be heading out so i just want to say thank you to everybody who decided to stop on by thank you to these players for putting up with my bullshit once again this week and we'll see all of you guys next time all right everybody Bye bye